Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, today joined by just one of the boys, Kyle, and we've got a discussion episode. It's a topic that Kyle and I have discussed back and forth several, several times, and we decided to make a full episode out of it. So today, we are talking about remakes versus remasters. Not necessarily which one is better than the other, even though... I think, Kyle, I think we're both in agreement that remakes are much better than remasters 90% of the time. Uh, Absolutely. But there seems to be a pretty big misconception as far as what denotes a remake, what denotes a remaster. So today, we thought we would give our take on it. We thought we would give our opinions on it. Because, obviously, this was a big topic of discussion last month when Last of Us Part 1 came out. A lot of people thought it was an overpriced remaster of a remaster. And people that were correct called it what it was, and that was a remake. So, the first thing we can talk about, Kyle, and I'll let you take the lead on this one. What, in your opinion, makes a game a remake over a remaster? To me, I believe what makes a game a remake is when the team making the game has to actually go in and quite literally remake the game in a sense rebuilding it you hear a lot of these um games that are currently being released for ps5 talking about built from the ground up for this console i don't think a remake necessarily has to be rebuilt from the ground up for next gen however um the fact that they are completely rebuilding the models the world the yes. assets everything that goes into this game if you are not taking the original game and like i mean not just the story and you know the characters if you're not taking the physical wire framing of the character models of the enemy models and just updating the textures to me that determines it to be a remake because you physically had to rebuild everything within the game yep a remaster to me i think is when they keep the base you know models the base source code whatever it may be and they just update the textures they update it to maybe have better controls um i really don't believe adding content to a game is what definitively determines something to be a remake versus a remaster However, I will end with, I do think there are games that both on the remaster and remake side that are better because they added content. Yes, I agree with that. I think that a lot of it comes down for me, how much content do you add? How much does it change the game? And is there anything that makes the gaming experience different than what it was before? Does it fix any errors that might have been there before? I'll give you a great example. And Kyle, in all the discussing that we did before this episode, one game we didn't bring up that was a great remake uh, two years ago was the Demon Souls remake. That was a game that cleaned up several quality of life things, whereas it made menus easier to navigate it made world tendency a little bit easier to understand, character tendency a little bit easier to understand. It, it, it added several things like that in addition to being a massive facelift on the cosmetic side. And I think that that's where people sometimes get caught up. Oh, it's not a remake, it's just a remaster. Is A remake denotes that there's way more that goes into it than just maybe a handful of features being added and the game's resolution being turned up a lot. 
there's a there's there's a lot more differences. For example, you look at just Last of Us. The Last of Us user interface is literally completely different in part one as compared to like the remaster in 2014. The user interface is completely different. It's been completely redone, and instead, it's more it's closely resembles that interface from Last of Us Part Two. And we said that in our episode that that was one thing that it it looks cleaner, it looks better. It's not as much of an eyesore. And I don't think the first, I don't think Last of Us back in 2012 and the remake in 2014. I don't think the interface was god awful. But it's pretty bulky, like it's it's it, it covered up a fair amount of the screen, so I I think that that was better. Obviously, the game looked a lot better. The the character animations, the facial animations, honestly, probably one of the top five best looking games of all time to this point. And it feels like we probably say that once a year because obviously we said that last year with Rift Apart and Demon Souls. We praised it a lot for how it looked, but visually. The biggest difference in Last of Us Part 1 from the remaster was the character, the facial animations. How much emotion they were able to convey this time around. That drastically changed up just about every bit of the story because there was so much more emotion being conveyed, not just by what was being said, but how it was being said and how characters looked when they were saying it. The biggest thing, Kyle, we talked about this, the biggest example of that is... When Tess gets bitten, and you find out that she gets bitten, the scene where she tells you, it's heartbreaking because now there is so much more emotion being shown. There's so much more desperation being shown in her face and in the animations. And I think that when you add in with Last of Us Part 1 that it had modifiers. It added speedrun mode. It had grounded available right from the jump. It added Left Behind. And I know the remaster had that as well, but Left Behind was also fully redone. Like, that's a DLC that adds probably about an hour and a half to two hours of gameplay. It was completely redone from the ground up. So I think with remakes and remasters, if you want an example of a company that has lived and died by remasters, Kyle knows where I'm going with this, and Matt, when he listens to this, is knowing where I'm going with this. Look at Nintendo. Nintendo has lived and died by the remaster. And I think that we're both in agreement on that. Look at Skyward Sword last year. Do you call that a yes. remake? No, it literally had a remaster in the name. And all that was, and Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong here, I'm pretty sure all that was, it literally, they just upped the resolution a bit. I think that was it. Pretty much, yeah. I don't, I think, don't think they did anything crazy. Anything. I yeah. don't remember any new features. Well, I didn't play the original. You played the original. I don't think there were any new features, though. Not that I can remember, other than them adding the ability to use buttons instead of using the motion controls, which didn't really work because the stick for the sword swinging was really wonky. It sucked, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, if you look at Nintendo and all of their quote-unquote HD remasters, those are what I would consider the bottom tier, when it's essentially just a port that has an updated resolution notably the wind waker uh remaster for wii u i played the shit out of wind waker when i was a kid so yes. i know that game like the back of my hand and i was really excited when i saw that they were remastering it and when it came out the only thing that i really noticed was different was the textures were smoother they didn't bit, really yeah. look updated they just looked smoother because of the better hardware 
if you compare the GameCube to the Wii U, the Wii U was running, you know, a hundred times more powerful than the GameCube was. So naturally... What resolution did the GameCube to... max out at? I wonder, like, I, I'm curious. I, I want to say 480p. That's what I was thinking was 480p. I thought, like, if it got to 720, that uh, there's no way it got to 720. Yeah, I think the Wii was 720, and then the Wii U jumped to 1080. Yeah, I, then, I think you're correct. But with that, it you know, they added a couple of things, but it really wasn't all, you know, that great of a remaster. When you look at other games that have been remastered, like the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, the Spyro Reignited Trilogy, those games were beautiful remasters that not only, you know completely reworked the textures they kept the same wireframe for the models and essentially all of the same world build they just facelift all of it they really updated all the textures they added some features but it was good enough to actually have me convinced that it was a remake until i did a little bit of research and found out that they actually classify it as a remaster but you look at Crash on PS1, you look at Crash on PS4, it's night and day. It looks so much different. And if you look at Wind Waker on the GameCube and Wind Waker on the Wii U, you can't really tell that much of a difference. Yeah. So there is 100% quality differences, I believe, in remasters. I don't think that necessarily because a game is a remaster that, you know, it's all of a sudden lazy or bad. It really depends on how much work they put into the remaster. Remakes, I do believe, are... Uh, they take more effort. They are not nearly as lazy. That doesn't mean that every remake is good. However, I highly disagree with calling a game a remaster just because you dislike it. It doesn't have to be good to be defined as a remake. It can be a bad remake, you know? Yeah, I think that I think it's important to point out here. That was an awkward pause. I'm leaving this in, but anyways, uh, <laughs> I think it's important to point out here that just because a game is a remaster does not automatically make it bad. And I do hate that with specifically Last of Us Part One. I hate that a lot of the negative feelings were turned into. Well, let's just call the game a remaster because, in my opinion. That just takes away any credit from good remasters. You mentioned the Crash Insane Trilogy. That's one of the best remasters of all time. The way that changed the game and the big facelift it got. The jumping mechanics from Crash 3, I'm pretty sure, were added into Crash 2 and Crash 1. Which made those... Oh, yeah. So it, it made those games play drastically different. It, it was more momentum-based instead of, you know being able to control your jump necessarily in the air, you really kind of had to go with your momentum. But I think that people get caught up in that word remaster and they think that... I think that what I don't want people to under, what I don't want people to do, let's not associate the word remaster automatically with lazy. Because not all remasters are lazy. There are some good ones out there. I think The Last of Us remaster, for example, is a great remaster. It made the game look a lot better. It ran at 60 FPS... It, they threw in Left Behind as much more. That was a good remaster. The Spider-Man PS4 remaster is up there as well for PS5. It, again, yes. made the game run better. It, it, it made everything a lot smoother. In a game that's got a big open world, 
it was pretty taxing on a base PS4 or even a PS4 Slim to be able to render all of that, to be able to run all of that smoothly. So now, with upgraded technology in the PS5, that is a good remaster. Sure, it didn't add anything. Maybe some DualSense functions here and there, not near to the extent of Miles Morales, but it was a good enough remaster that if you wanted it with you know Miles Morales at launch, it was worth paying that extra 20 bucks. It was 100% worth it. So... I think that one thing that needs to stop in, in gaming culture and gaming industry is remasters does not automatically mean bad. Yes. I have a really good question for you. So, we obviously saw a lot of people saying that we did not, quote-unquote, need a Last of Us remake, and now we are getting a Horizon Zero Dawn remake. Okay. So... I'm curious as to where you believe a game, quote-unquote, needs a remake versus, you know, them just trying to push out content, you know, like... I'm trying to think of a really good, no, like... I get what you're saying. A remake that was just a cash grab, but, like, do you think that, you know, a remake for horizon zero dawn on ps5 for horizon fans do you think that that is needed or do you think that going back and playing horizon zero dawn on ps4 would still hold up to today and it's more so wanted than needed so i'll start by making a little bit of a joke technically as gamers we don't need shit <laughs> technically true, yeah. technically we don't need anything and i think that everything we get only thing i need in gaming right now is i need god of war ragnarok to fucking come out already <laughs> yes i need that yeah, to I launch that. <laughs> i do need that um but joe jokes aside i think that and as someone who i liked horizon zero dawn i wasn't the 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 biggest fan of horizon zero dawn i definitely think that it had its issues. Gameplay was fantastic. Characters were okay, and the story was okay. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be offended if they remade it, but there's definitely a part of me that would say, okay, like, was this... And again, it kind of doubles back on what I just said about us not needing anything. Was this really... I'm thinking, instead of saying, was this necessary, I'm going to say this. Uh, was this really the best use of your resources? Instead of creating a new IP instead of creating DLC for Horizon Forbidden West instead of maybe beginning to work on the obvious you know end of the trilogy that's coming to the Horizon franchise after Forbidden West is a is a remake really the best use of our resources for Zero Dawn and I don't believe that it is and I'll tell you this it is because I, I believe that on the PS5 and even on the PS4, Horizon Zero Dawn still looks really good and still runs really well. And it's still a fun game to play. I think even if you go back to the PS4 version, I haven't turned on my PS4 in you know years at this point. But I think if you go back and play it on that, I feel like it's still going to look really good. It's still going to run really well. So I don't think a remake is 100% the best uses, uh, best use of any resources by any you know, any of the team that's potentially working on that. I, I just I think that we have with remakes, we have we've kind of created this mindset of if we don't have any groundbreaking ideas for new IPs, the go-to and I almost want to say the panic button move is okay. What game can we remake? 
And I, agree, I think that's dangerous to an extent. I think it's good because I think with like the Demon Souls remake, I'm I'm super glad that got a remake. I'm super glad that it got a PS5 remake because I didn't get to play the original. And I've heard on PS3, while it's obviously a great game to experience, it's very, very buggy. It was very buggy from the jump. And again, the user interface was not nearly as user-friendly as it is now. The menus were tougher to navigate. Tendencies were harder to explain, whether it be character tendency or world tendency. But I'm glad I got to play it on the PS5 because I felt like that was the definitive way to play it. The same way I'm glad you got to experience Last of Us for the first time on the PS5 version because I feel like that's the definitive way to play that. Don't get me wrong, the original to this day for a PS3 game still looks really good. It looks... It's it's muddy, sure, but it looks really good, honestly, considering it's over 10 years old at this point. I think that... Companies are setting kind of a, a dangerous precedence with if we can't come up with something that is a great new IP idea, what can we remake? And I feel like that can be a good thing and it can also be a bad thing. And it's the same thing with remasters. I mean, I we all we all saw that Nintendo Direct, you know, a few I guess at this point, probably about a month back at, at this point, I don't know, maybe a little bit less than that, where they didn't show off really anything new game-breaking or game-changing, and the only real new IP that anybody was excited about that they showed anything of was probably Pikmin 4. Because yeah. let's think about all the games Nintendo has remastered or ported, quote-unquote. So Xenoblade Definitive Edition, you've got obviously Skyward Sword, Pikmin 3, Super Mario 3D World, the Super Mario 3D All-Stars Collection... I mean, that's five right there, and those are all relatively recent still. Those are all yeah, rel- those are relatively recent releases. Like the oldest one in there is what? Probably Super Mario 3D World because it came out at the start of 2021. Maybe that. Oh so, yeah. But like I Skyward think- Sword, obviously, Skyward Sword I think was the tipping point for a lot of Nintendo fans, just because. And I think it was. I think you'd agree with that, Kyle. It was the tipping point for a lot of Nintendo fans because it's like. Tears of the Kingdom is obviously going to be one of the most hyped games next year. I'm actually really excited for it because I've never beaten a Zelda game all the way through. But did it need to take that long is my question. Did it need... Did anything, And it goes back to it. There's a lot of things that Nintendo you know, remasters that just kind of comes off lazy and cash grabby. And the problem isn't necessarily the games themselves. It's the price tags they come at. That's the real issue, is Skyward Sword HD Remaster uh, being $60, when realistically, I would probably only pay $30 for it and feel comfortable. Like, $40 would be pushing it for me. And so, I think that we've reached this point in gaming where the line has been blurred so much between remaster and remake that... It's unclear how much a remaster should be priced at. It's unclear what denotes a remaster, what denotes a remake, how many new features, how many new gameplay elements need to be added for it to be a remake. And I think that that is the crux of this issue is it's really, it's person to person. There's no set standard for it. And I think that's the biggest issue in all of this, Kyle. There's no set standard for what's a remaster, what's a remake. It kind of just depends on who, on what you think. Yeah, and like the price point is definitely, I think, one of the biggest talking points when it comes to a remake versus a remaster. Because 
despite all of you know the work that you put into it despite the you know remaster versus remake you know defined a title look at some games that were remasters like crash bandicoot like pack or not pac-man world um saints row the third remastered these games were didn't saints row 4 get remastered too 40 dollars yeah saints row 4 was remastered as well yeah priced at 40 dollars and then there are remakes like the Pac-Man World remake, that was $30. The Destroy All Humans 2 remake, which I actually was unaware is a next-gen exclusive. You cannot get that on PS4 or Xbox One. Which, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's it. and that's an actual remake for next-gen consoles. They could have priced it at 60 because it is a next-gen exclusive. It obviously took a little bit more effort. They priced it at $40. And yep. then you have Nintendo coming in here with remasters that are literally ports for 60 bucks. I think that when it came to Last of Us, it was very controversial with their price point because it was a full $70 PS5 game. And up front, it is kind of a little difficult to look at that price and say, you know, yeah, I'm going to pay all of this. However, having played and beaten the game... I feel a lot more comfortable saying, yes, this game is worth $70 because of the effort that it went into to make this game, the features that were added. There was obviously a lot of love that was put into this, and it wasn't lazy at all, in my opinion. I still think there can be opinions on the price point. You know, if you believe that it should have been 60 or 50 or even 40, which I think 40 is actually too low, then I, w I would I would love to hear about it. Um, but in my opinion, I can understand now why they priced it at 70. I cannot understand why other companies, mainly Nintendo, will port a game, barely remaster it, and price it at 60. Yeah. When you have companies out here creating remakes like again like the destroy all humans 2 remake I which is a great that, remake great remake. yes it helped bring back that series you know nobody was playing destroy all humans in 2020 and then boom they remade the first one and they put it out and they said hey is anybody interested it got so much interest that they remade the second one. This was a dead IP. Nobody was playing these games. And it is now alive so much so that they may end up making a third one and retconning the quote-unquote third game. Or, There's definitely potential for that. There's yeah, definitely potential for that. They'll remake a third, the, or the third game, and hopefully do a new one. I think that the biggest benefit to remaking games is the amount of time we have spent away from them and what they can lead to. Like Pac-Man World getting, you know, their remake, it sold pretty well, and hopefully they do the second and third one, and then maybe they'll make a new one. You know, a Pac-Man World 4 for next-gen consoles, that would be cool. I think that there are definitely benefits to bringing back older games like that, because it's also really satisfying to look at the generational jumps we've made. I feel like it's nice to let these games kind of age because if you go back and you look, like I said, at Crash Bandicoot on PS1, and you look at it now, I mean, it is so, so different. And it's so satisfying to see, you know, just without even touching the game, being able to see the difference. And I would compare the PS5 remake of Last of Us 1 
to the PS3 original release and say, look at the generational jump we made yep. from PS3 to PS5. And when when Last of Us came out, that was, you know, I'm pretty sure a next-gen experience at the time. And now looking at it, you know, about a decade later, it's like, wow, look at how much has changed. It's hard to see those things when you put out a lazy remaster that doesn't really show much difference and it deters me from wanting to buy more of your remasters or even ask for more because if you're lazy with it what makes me want to say yeah why should i support some other it? ips that are dead you know if you're just gonna port them don't give them to me you know remake it or legitimately remaster it and give this new generation you know the same experience that I had as a kid. Don't give them the same exact game because when you've got Fortnite looking better than a Switch quote-unquote remaster, kids are going to play Fortnite. Looks better, plays better. Why would you play an older it's game? Modern it's modern, too. Literally more, yeah. Much more modern, too. But, yeah, what what I all I really have left to say on the remake versus remaster is... When it comes to remaking a game, I don't think that people should sleep on it, regardless of the amount of time it has been. I know Last of Us was remastered back in 2014, yeah. I believe, and the remake came out this year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were like, you know, well, I played this game on the PS3, I played it on the PS4, why would I play it on the PS5? You know, it's the same story, it's the same, you know, everything... I would say give it a chance. For for Last of Us, for Crash Bandicoot, for Pac-Man World, any remake out there I think is worth giving a shot regardless of the amount of time it has, you know, been because it may be a different experience and I would argue playing the PS3 version of Last of Us and playing the PS5 version is a very different experience despite it being the same characters and the same story. I will say this about remasters. My problem isn't... I don't have a problem with you want to port a game. I have a problem when you want to charge me $60 for it. And I think that a lot of that comes from Nintendo overestimates the value of their games drastically. And the problem is, is Nintendo fanboys, Nintendo shills, they typically, like, don't do anything about it. They complain about it, but then they turn around and buy the game anyways. So, that's the ultimate problem. you got to start voting with your wallet. So... Uh, before we go, what is, in your opinion, what's the worst remaster we've seen in, say, the last, like, ten years? What do you, I, I know what mine is. Man. What do you think the worst remaster we've seen in the last ten years is? Mine will probably surprise you. The worst remaster, in my opinion, has to go to Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Yes, that's up there. Mario 64 alone. The fact, not like, not even the fact that they charged me sixty bucks for ports, but that port was horrible. I mean, that camera oh, it's was horrible, atrocious. Bro. The controls were so bad. It reminded me why I don't pick up a Nintendo sixty four in twenty twenty two, and that's not the kind of feeling you want people to have when you're playing a remaster or a remake. Is this is why I don't play these games. You want them to be like, wow, why did I stop playing this game? And then go back and be like, oh, wow, the remake's better, or the remaster's better. And Mario 64 was the bottom of the barrel. Just 
Terrible. I think all they actually did was up the resolution and make it run smoother. That was literally it. The camera was the worst part of that shit by far. And the, the sad oh, thing is, hard. I was told like how much of like a game changer 64, Mario 64 was back in the day. And I, I'm, I still believe in that time it probably was. Yeah, I played it and was like, this is drastically overhyped. I don't see the love here. I don't see why people give this game the love they do. It just doesn't make sense to me. I'll give you one that's probably a little surprising, Kyle. And this is one that it qualifies as a remaster, but honestly, if you played it, you probably wouldn't even know it was a remaster. And that is Far Cry 3 Classic Edition. Oh, man. I locked that out of my brain. (laughs) Far Cry 3 Classic Edition was literally just the PS3, Xbox 360 version of that game. But they slapped Classic Edition on it and called it a remaster when it wasn't. The resolution was slightly turned up, but it was same frame rate, same shit-ass controls. Like... The Far Cry 3 is one of my favorite games on the PS3 of all time. I absolutely loved it. It was a great... It's, in my opinion, the second best Far Cry game in existence behind Far Cry 4. But that, to me, was so cash-grabby that they seriously, like, put... At first, I think it had a $35 price tag on it. And I was like, y'all, this game's years old, and you literally just ported it. It should be, like, 10 bucks. 15 to 20 at most. There's no reason for that. And there was just nothing that was added that changed the gameplay whatsoever. It was, in my opinion, one of Ubisoft, if not their worst, if not their worst, one of the worst remasters they've ever done. And there's a reason why we haven't gotten a classic edition of Far Cry 4. There's a reason for that because they learned their lesson from that shit. They were like, I right, we're not doing that anymore. That's enough of all that. So yeah, remakes, remasters, there's there's pros and cons to both. I think the general takeaway here, though, is that a remaster does not automatically mean a game is bad, and a remake does not automatically mean that the game is great either. There, There's good and bad examples of both, and ultimately it really does just come down to what you want as a gamer uh, in terms of whether or not you think they're worth your money. So that is going to wrap up this episode of Side Mission. You can follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can find us on Facebook and on TikTok at Side Mission Podcast. You can follow Kyle, myself, Thacker, and Matt as well on Twitter. We're all different degrees of annoying, so, you know, just prepare and know what you're going into. Uh, But that's going to wrap things up for us. He's Kyle. I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.